Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, I've been dealing with a mystery, and far too many sightseers. Yep, added to that, the wife Elsie has adopted blue and the political commentating neighbour, Old Rush, goes red when he discovers an hole in his fence. Yep. Either way, you're just going to love me always packed show, more so when we take a look at my other regular features and callers from around the world too. <laughs> at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, I finally got to see the back of me monstrous mother-in-law, yep, or M-I-L for short. But before you ask, the front is even worse than the back. (laughs) That's right, indie movie actress Satana Troglodyte has finally left the farm and headed for a now warmer Georgia swamp to take on a monstrous role in a new indie feature. It's called The Revolting Wriggler from Oki Fanoki. That's not only a tongue twister, it's also Georgia's most famous swamp. The largest in North America too, I heard. Yep, yep, a great place to get lost. (laughs) Oh well, I can always live in hope, can't I? More so with a great combination of wilderness and plenty of hungry alligators. Add to that the wife Elsie, and a best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandy Washington, or BBW to her friends, have started the month with colour. (laughs) <laughs> Believe me, it's not what you expect. The wife has decided on blue hair. That's right, something really unnatural too. It's so blue, she could even smuggle Viagra. <laughs> on the other hand, Beyond It has decided on a mix of colours, kind of weaved in and mixed, I should say. Oh, I suppose you'd say the colours of an accident victim. That's right, green, black, blue purple and blood red Mm. see in the chemical process something happened and not just with the dye Mm. so now i've got two women sporting odd colored cotton candies on their heads (laughs) sitting in the now less crowded sofa you know i always find it amazing what happens when bored people (laughs) decide to do weird things Anyway, they live in a kind of no-man's land, you know, well, between the sofa, TV, fridge, and, of course, that ever-rotating, always-pinging microwave oven. <laughs> Despite the drama, Beyond It still managed to line up another date on that cougar dating website this week. Her description is still pure fiction, of course. Yeah, the worst going too. And as I mentioned before, what comes around goes around. Yep, last week, the date to arrive was me long-lost. Criminal relatives, Skip Natter. Mm. And there was a downside to that. Yep, unlike the others, he decided to stay put and not leave afterwards. <laughs> oh dear, so I put him up on the farm. Yep, Skip is learning something new here. That's right, the word work for starters. Right now, his latest enemy is the spring. Why? Well, it brings a lot of new crops 
and most of them are weeds <laughs> in amongst thirsty greens that is yeah added to that he's having to share space with quinton and me fireman ding dang in that ultra cozy tin can travel trailer <laughs> by day it's a fight with weeds and ding dang by night it's a fight for space with quinton and ding dang <laughs> you know i'd rather sleep with the weeds <laughs> Anyway, back to beyond its latest catch, or should I say latest victim. <laughs> he was a guy called Rodney, and he's what's called a lawn care specialist. Well, that's what it said on the side of his van. Maybe he's involved with weeds too. Hmm. Adds that all he talks about is going, blowing and mowing. <laughs> and when he's not doing that, his hobby is something really glamorous. So yeah, yeah dumpster diving. <laughs> and getting new tattoos and piercings. Mm. Apparently, the dumpster dives result in loads of valuable junk. Yeah, well, makes sense. Which he then sells online. Once he gets paid, it's off to the body modification folks and one look at him and you'd think you'd just seen a toy-dyed pincushion. <laughs> Either way, he whistled beyond it away for a supposedly romantic nighttime river cruise yeah it ended up as a stop and start trip to every riverside bar too and believe me there are plenty of them the last stop proved too much for the wife's buddy yeah she had far too many beers that is it, and fell overboard <laughs> unfortunately in the shallow part of the river or should i say fortunately for her Naturally, you know, the old alligators went the opposite way and the pollution folks, well, they were out first thing in the morning trying to find the source of some weird coloured pollutant that had entered the water supply. Mm. That's right, the quick dunk was a complete washout and sent her air dye rushing downstream. <laughs> but other than her now kind of orange tint, yeah, she's almost returned to normal. Yeah, normal by her standards anyway. Add to that, Rodney the Lawman is returning for seconds next week. Oh, well, I suppose you'd say they make a very colourful couple. <laughs> but leaving me regular farmhouse problems, this week I had a genuine farm dilemma, <laughs> which soon got closer to an absolute disaster. Yep, a disaster, and it was all caused by an owl. Yep, a plane and a bunch of conspiracy theorists, yep. Well, put it this way, me neighbour old Rush has his cows grazing in the field next to me carriages. But we hadn't noticed an owl in the fence, which was the result of a fallen tree overnight, yep. The old cows got through and decided they preferred me lovely organic greens to Rush's recently frosted hit-and-miss grass. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. But in no time, they'd eaten away an acre of me leafy greens before me fireman ding-dang noticed and moved out to find them and move them out of my land. But old Rush was a red face with embarrassment. But, you know, well, we put it down to a genuine accident. It wasn't his fault. And I, so I didn't think any more about it. But, uh, well, that was until a day later when all these weird folks showed up at me farm gate wanting to wander in me cabbage field. Oh, dear. <laughs> See, some part-time pilot had photographed me cabbages from the air and posted the pictures online. Oh, dear. Well, within no time at all, the social media crowd had descended on me farm to see, no, not the regular crop circles, but definitely circles cut into me cabbages. <laughs> oh, well, I knew the reason. Rush knew the reason. Even me simple farmer Ding Dang knew the truth of the matter. <laughs> but not these folks. Oh, no, no, no. They seemed to be convinced that overnight, 
me greens have been visited by little green men, I suppose, looking at topping up their natural colour scheme. <laughs> yep, by munching through an acre of collards. Oh dear, so suddenly the intergalactic chlorophyll cowboys have been out of work and they put a dent in the humble earth man's plantation. <laughs> the downside was they wanted to traipse around me field and probably crush even more of me important crop and in the process not pay an entrance fee for the pleasure. Yep, that's the visitors, not the intergalactic folks. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, Rush noticed what he called a bunch of hippies at me gate and came to me rescue. <laughs> he called one of his Washington buddies who just happened to be in town on a surprise visit. Once he showed up in his blacked-out black suburban, he managed to tell the unwanted visitors the farm was off-limits and to go away peacefully. Mm. Turned out to be a bad idea, though, didn't it? Yeah, now it's become a real-life conspiracy, isn't it? Mm. Too much TV, I blame it. Yep, yep, yep. The Cabbage Circle cover-up at Two Medicine Farm. Yep, it'll go down in the annals of alien mystery history forever. <laughs> there won't be much of a genuine grotto, though. No, more like a black hole of North Florida. Dear. <laughs> in the meantime, the air traffic over me farm makes me feel... Like I'll never get a minute's peace in me life ever again. <laughs> Add to that, I'm also worried if them Google Earth folks manage to capture this anomaly in an agricultural area. <laughs> because then I'll have half the world spying on me simple existence. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, there were no newcomers to me farm artist retreat. Well... They wouldn't have been able to get even close to the gate with the aforementioned fiasco unfolding, would they? Anyway, as I mentioned before, it's less of a treat and more of a rehab round here anyway. The artist retreat manager, Quinton, still eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm this year whilst trying to put his private problems behind him. But, you know, our latest addition was Pedro, a digital photographer from Phoenix. He's still clambering around me farm trying to catch everything he can before we decide enough is enough. <laughs> After catching Elsie and beyond it in a few shots, he called Sofa Repose. <laughs> He's been trying to catch the wizened, craggy old rock face of me mother old nan. No easy task. Me mother hates to be photographed, yeah. Add to that, she told me that Pedro's a highly suspicious person as she's never seen him load a single roll of film into his camera. <laughs> I tried to explain to her he only owns a digital camera so then she decided to look it up and decided he might take her picture and then edit it into something hideous yep that's right hideous mm. it's obvious the old crow hasn't looked into a mirror for years either way she's now told him to steer clear of her completely yep so I warned Pedro that the old crow might have one of her evil spells in the works Yep, and he should stay well clear from her. <laughs> of course, he didn't listen. Tried to catch the old crow candidly with a long lens. Minutes later, though, he tripped over me farm dog, young Clay, and crashed onto the concrete path around me farmhouse. Yep, it took over an hour before he found all the pieces of his camera and his latest plastic fantastic telephoto lens. Well, I did warn him. <laughs> Add to that, a couple of retreaters, Serena and Sebastian, yeah, that's the odd New Jersey couple. Yeah, they love to wrap things in black fabric and call it art. 
Well, they've been busy. This week they wrapped up the old tractor and photographed it. They told me the piece is called Forgotten Farm. Oh, I called it Where's Me Bleeding Tractor. <laughs> Add to that, Janice, her abstract painter and lowly hat divorcee, is still painting away with her mind and not her eyes. She also ventured further from the farm gate again, and this time she caught up with me old Indian buddy, Shanakot Bindi. Yep, she decided he'd make an interesting subject for sure, so now the restaurant-owning rapper and sea store owner is preserved in acrylics forever. Yep, the result was not quite what he respected either, you know. In fact, it was less of an abstract than her usual offerings. Well, let's say up to a point anyway. Janice went away and painted the Taj Mahal with a gas pump and an ATM machine outside. <laughs> oh dear. I can't decide if Pashan is going to be disappointed or delighted with her take on his version of blatant capitalism. <laughs> the mystic Sybil and Rune are still dabbling in a bit of modern-day occult and sorcery and succeeding in keeping folks away from me farm. But in fact, they're also away from me farm this week. See, they've been overrun with work since I broadcasted their new advert last week. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of the art world, I read this really interesting article a few days ago about how people have serious trouble detecting sarcasm in emails. Oh dear. It seems that although folks reckon they can express themselves in email, in reality, it all falls flat on its face. That's why they started qualifying the emails with odd letters or by using those little emoji things instead. Oh dear. I was used to think an exclamation mark work, or maybe a recipient might even have a modicum of intelligence coupled with a sense of humour, but oh no, not any longer. It's been replaced by a silly smiling circle or a tearful face, like a bunch of tiny mimes, I suppose. That's right, mimes, not mines. Anyway, I call it clown language, yep. Add to that, nothing beats the face-to-face -face approach, does it? As when you think about it, non-verbal cues or expressions deliver more of the sarcasm than anything else anyway. And this is often lost in a few type words. Add to that, the brief of the explanation only adds to the chance of mistaken sarcasm. Oh well. You know, I have no trouble detecting sarcasm myself. No, no, no. See, my entire upbringing was surrounded by it. Add to that, the wife Elsie prefers sarcasm to any other form of wit. She perhaps is the most, or I suppose the second most sarcastic person I've ever encountered in my entire life. <laughs> that, of course, brings me, well, rapidly, I suppose, to the most sarcastic person I know. Well, let's just say a lot close to home. That's right, she's me almost antique, 95-year-old mother, old nan. <laughs> you know, she's made sarcasm into a fine art over the years. Add to that, she revels in the idea of hurting someone's feelings. Mm. In fact, I think she only exists to upset people. <laughs> On the other hand, or should I say, never get offended by an old crow like her. Nan's best gambling drinking buddy... Kazuki, yep, she's me lawyer, brother, and black sheep of the family, Nelson, that's boy from Beverly Hills, sex herpes, now one from three year old grandmother. <laughs> yep, another long lasting specimen. She's not only used to, but fully in cahoots with old Nan's evil tongue. Yep. 
They have worked out a private sarcastic code. Just about everyone has a nasty nickname and they've always got something wicked to say about them. <laughs> this week, they've been housebound, yeah, sitting around moping and working on what looks like a fresh poker strategy whilst muttering away to each other. They sound like a pair of frustrated and drunk guinea pigs. Yep, life's never the same when you can no longer have the use of another person's no-limit credit card. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me, rather bizarre family, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yeah, they return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed, this time though. I just put some veggies on the stove for supper. See, I can't eat the wife's cooking. I'm sure you can't blame me for that. Anyway, I was resting up in me wonderfully quiet farm office over the last few weeks. You know, I'd be covering the walls with extra sound insulation to keep out the noise, yeah? So I dozed off quickly after another weird few days. And where did me poor old imagination send me this time? Yep, right back into me field of greens. There I was standing in the centre of an even larger circle than before. This time, though, I could smell burnt cabbage. Yep, the poor old plants had obviously been subjected to immense heat. As I tipped my head up to look at the sky, I could see a really bright light above me. Oh dear, the smell of burnt cabbage got greater. All I could hear was the words, Your cabbage is burning. Your cabbage is burning. Your cabbage is burning. Your cabbage is burning. Oh dear. I tipped my head right back further to look at the light, but tipped right back in me farm office chair too. I awoke with a bad bump on the floor, with me super bright office light glaring in my eyes from above. And still, there was that smell of burnt cabbage. Yep. Me daughter, young Dolly, was standing over me, telling me the cabbage I'd put on the stove earlier was burning. Oh dear. She hadn't thought of taking it off the burner either. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy fireman ding-dang has been suffering the consequences of working with me long-lost relative and professional con man, Skip now. Yeah. You know, I thought ding-dang was slow until Skip tried to lend an hand. <laughs> See, poor old Skip snookered this time. He can't con cabbages and weeds. On the other hand, me fireman is gullible enough to be taken in by something. <laughs> Though, unfortunately for Skip, ding-dang's always broke. <laughs> Despite that drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's southern quote. He won't hit a lick at a snake. Oh dear. <laughs> he reckons that Skip's so lazy, he wouldn't even chase a snake away. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. 
Well, next up, I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my lovely listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the idea of shortages. Yeah, that's right, shortages, or what might be well called, you know, market interference. Yeah. The principle is simple. You know, they gently let everyone know there may soon be a shortage of something. Yeah. The so-called smart cookies immediately go out and stock up just in case, don't they? So it started to work. So the old manufacturers double their output, and once everyone else catches on, they clear the shelves. Stage two, complete. Then the manufacturer slows down delivery and the retailers have to go and limit the number of items you can buy. Stage three, they double the price of the item, don't they? Yep. Then wait a few weeks before filling the shelves up again with fresh stock. The only trouble is, the stocks are replenished all right, but the price stays the same, high. <laughs> Final stage, success and higher profits for everyone but the consumer. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. My blind neighbour old Lonnie and new to swinger old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. It's the same thing every week, isn't it? You know, bring a bottle, bring your wife or girlfriend and a potluck dish for the free-for-all buffet. Old Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Yep, another potluck experience indeed, and old Lonnie eats his way through stacks of free food, which this week included something from the farm ditch. Oh, dear. Yep, <laughs> Ding Dang found them and told me they were crawdads. In other words, crayfish, yeah. Lonnie <laughs> likes to eat them with fried onion. But that's not what really bothers me, you know. It's what the crawdads eat in the ditch before he eats them. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the apples and pears party. Oh dear, Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more interesting bunch of swingers. Yep, he's given up on that classy thing. Of course, I remember the old London Cockney, apples and pears, slang for stairs, yep. But there's no stairs in Fred's place. But soon, there were plenty of visitors, yep. Four apples and definitely a large amount of juicy pears. And naturally, I'm just talking about the body shapes of the guests. <laughs> anyway, I headed home pretty fast too. My sofa's bad enough already. <laughs> on the family front when she's not complaining about well just pick a subject and she complains my 95 year old rather old nan the miserable old crew herself has a little feature on me show yeah old nan remembers oh dear it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy <laughs> this time old nan remembers young George the glove maker death yeah that's a tongue twister right isn't it See, death is me mother's maiden name and her family likes to pronounce it Diath. Yeah, it's supposed to make it sound better, but as you know, I call them the deaths and keep it nice and clear for you. <laughs> so, back to young George, the glove maker death. Well, 
it's what you call an ancient art, but it still goes on today, of course, yeah. Just not so much of the handmade versions. See, a glove maker used to always make gloves by hand. Yeah, no plan intended there. <laughs> but I mean without modern machinery, yeah. But when young George took over the business after old George the glove maker had drunk his last bottle, everything went to hell. Yeah, oh dear. Young George was definitely two sandwiches short of a picnic. Mm, and couldn't count. <laughs> the gloves ended up somewhere between a glove and a mitten. <laughs> but didn't come out as either, unfortunately. No, no, no. Folks with three fingers and two thumbs were pretty much a rarity. Yep, even in the delinquent death family. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one book this time around and it's called Aggressive Driving by I Cut You Off. <laughs> yep, it's a great book for first-time aggressive drivers with little or no experience. Yeah, the chapters and advice are pretty self-explanatory, but I'll pick out a few of my favourites, or should I say, the ones to look out for. <laughs> Chapter one, you know, it's just called Starting Out. Yeah, it focuses on cursing and obscene gestures. Yeah, also known as the thin end of the wedge. Yeah. Chapter three deals with the subject of progression. Yeah, that's tailgating, weaving in and out of traffic and speeding in heavy traffic. But let's move on to the more serious side of the book. Yeah, we get right up to chapter eight and it's called Slowing Them Down Quick. <laughs> it handles throwing objects at other drivers and blocking them from passing. The worst kind of objects are not a beer can or bottle. Oh no. The author has a truck. And he says, if you've got a willing accomplice along for the ride, the opportunities are boundless. He reckons there's nothing better than an old refrigerator or washing machine. <laughs> yep, at freeway speeds, he says it's a real stopper. Oh dear. <laughs> Chapter 10 finishes up with the topic of forcing. Yep, in this case, ramming and sideswiping. And that's pretty severe in the road rage stakes. I only decided to preview this one because, uh, well, I want to warn you, me lovely listeners, of what you might encounter on your next peaceful drive out. <laughs> so back to the book. Well, I'm not only burning it, I'm suggesting someone lock up that author well, the going's good. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, 
but naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lennart Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, Ellen, uh, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck said that his friend Bob in Pennsylvania has just bought the farm and he might have to go back to America quickly. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous as Buck told me less than a month ago that his friend Bob hadn't got two pennies to rub together. Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue? All I want to know was whether I should be looking for a new farm manager or not. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. As if I actually know someone else that sounds just like him. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says his buddy Bob has just bought the farm. Of course, Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, <laughs> this is a weird expression away, but totally different from what you'd ever imagine. Bought the farm means that Bob is dead. That's right, <laughs> It's a phrase that came into use during the Second World War when inexperienced pilots crashed their planes into farmland. Because of the damage caused, the government paid out compensation, which was like buying the farm. Yep, added to that, if I were you, Nigel, I'd have no problem in sending Buck back to Penn State in an hurry. Anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I email every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're visiting Greenland and it's another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one. Another disgusting delicacy from around the world. Oh yes, I'm talking about ptarmigan droppings. <laughs> yep. It's a delicacy and of course they've blamed hard times and scarcity of food as an excuse to go around collecting up what these little birds leave behind. Oh dear. Apparently the ptarmigan defecates all in one spot making it easy to gather. Mm. The locals collect it in the winter and then cook it up with a drop of seal oil and meat. Sometimes the native Greenlanders gave the old meat a good old chew first to soften up for the pot. You know, in my opinion, it might be better just to face the facts of life in winter Greenland. You know, that's right. Rather than show up for dinner, just stay outdoors, die of hypothermia, and get it over with quickly, and perhaps more pleasantly. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at 
I headed over to me and Cotton and Political commentator neighbour old Russia Stonewall Jackson Fram again this week to listen to the latest second hand news from the right centre. And all in very small instalments, yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> this time we've got Rush's little feature again. It's called Rush Recalls, and he's not just talking about his private hopes for the Democrats. Oh no, he's looking back at past events. Oh dear, this time he reminded me of how he recalls old tube TV sets. Yep. Oh dear, he reckons there was a big conspiracy to get everyone to use those flat screens instead. He says it's because the socialists could use the flat screens for subliminal messages. <laughs> Whereas the old TVs didn't support the same technology. Yep, although that's Rush's blanket statement for everything he doesn't like, I've still got one of them old school TVs and I reckon it gives me a much better picture. See, it's my own personal set. You know, whereas the wife's got the latest kind, you know, yep, it's 85 inches. Hang on, no, sorry, that's her um, waist size. Um, I mean, it's 75 inches flat screen TV, that's right, oh well. Of course, with Rush, there's not much happening with a one-sided debate anyway. Adds that, Rush is one of those people who forever moans about the price of gas. Yeah. So now he's gone one step further and installed something called a gas app on his new phone. That's right, he dumped his famously reliable flip phone last week and now he's obsessed with this new device and everything it can supposedly do for him. The only trouble is it arrived with a cliche. Yep, sometimes you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. Hmm. So back to this sensational gas app. Now Rush can instantly find the cheapest gas. Only with his new phone, it hasn't caught up with the actual location he's at right now. <laughs> yep, so I had to tell him that unless his car was powered by fresh air, there's no benefit in him taking the five-hour trip to Atlanta to buy the cheapest gas. Oh dear. <laughs> he hasn't quite got to grips with his new toy yet, and there doesn't seem to be an app for that problem either. Add to that, before he excuses himself again. Yep, standard statement. That's right, this is a great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go. Flush. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Young Alice was in a cheerful mood when I visited this week. She got another animal adoption for a growing sanctuary. Yep, she's been given a pet possum. She's already worried about its safety, though. See, me fireman Ding Dang likes to hunt them. <laughs> Whilst me blind neighbour old Lonnie loves to eat them. Yep. On the other hand, though, Alice did remind me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Some bumblebees can fly at an altitude of 18,000 feet above sea level. Yep, that's all, isn't it? Yep, add to that, they remember both good and bad experiences, which means, you know, they've got some kind of consciousness like humans. Yeah, well... Let's just say, like, a few of us, anyway. Either way, memory is useful and maybe a good thing if they meet a 737 coming the other way. Oh, dear. 
Well, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, my lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, first up, I got a call from Nola in Nashville. Yep, she called me to chat about this really odd story about how the moon was hit by space junk just a few days ago. Oh dear, that's right. A three-ton piece of rocket slammed into the moon after floating around in space for about seven years. Oh dear. As a kid, we were also told about the man in the moon. So I just hope he's okay. (laughs) As for that, I suppose we should be grateful nothing like that hits us here on Earth. You know, I mean, a three-ton piece of rocket hitting me farmhouse would leave one head of a mess. (laughs) Add to that, nobody has decided to own up to the ownership of this rogue rubbish either. So as usual, there's no accountability in space, is there? My second item comes from Dennis in Detroit. You know, he told me about this really interesting story. He read about how new satellites can spot Beach whales from space. Yeah, it's another satellite caller here on the Ned Nat Show. <laughs> they're saying they're using the satellites to spy on remote locations, but I wonder if they're really just plain and simple spying all round. Oh dear, now that's a thought I don't like considering. On the other hand, I see plenty of beach whales when I head to Daytona Beach here in Florida, particularly on a busy summer day, and there's never a satellite in sight anywhere. <laughs> My final caller came right out of the blue. Yep, Quincy in Queens. Yep, <laughs> so I thought I'd make it into a spaced-out trio this week. <laughs> Quincy called to tell me about a European and even more powerful Canadian satellite that can help authorities track methane emissions. Yeah, oh dear. Now that is sinister, isn't it? <laughs> they say it seeks out harmful greenhouse gases. Well, someone once said that the government should stay out of people's bedrooms. But now I really think they're just doing a secret survey of folks' private toilet habits instead. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% was lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, he's definitely been checking in with me show topics again this time, yeah, particularly after me book review on aggressive driving. Anyway, here it goes. Here at Bang, Scrape and Claiming, we've definitely got the best answer disposing of that old junker that's been haunting your driveway for far too long, and that's our hard and fast guarantee. With us, you really get the best in total loss. So go to our website and browse our unique range of instant claims today at totalossandcashout.com and find our latest deals. We keep it real at Bang, Scrape and Claim. We've got a specialist in your city who will solve all your problems with a single guaranteed total loss. Our unique services include theft and burnout, simple burn-up and even head-on collisions to order. And there's our one-of-a-kind director, the Chop Shop Special. But wait, that's not all. Our sales manager has a special offer and just for Ned Nat Show listeners... With every total loss this month only, we'll throw in a guaranteed personal injury too. 
so you can enjoy your total loss cash and spend a quiet few weeks off work and in the comfort of your local hospital. And you can't beat a deal like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto. Totally lost, try total loss, bang, scrape and claim today. You know, I wasn't expecting that one at all. Despite the legality issues, I'd say the whole plan sounds just a little bit too risky. The trouble with everything here on the farm is that I'm self-insured. Yep, the stuff's that old. So all I'd be hurting is myself. Yep, twice over <laughs> with that last special offer. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farms are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.